guys. What's going on? It's Sunday. Yep. Hopefully you guys are having an enjoyable weekend so far. I know it's almost over, but you know what I mean. <laughs> We're reviewing a classic. Classic sci-fi. It is a classic. Yeah, we watched it like uh, several days ago and we just didn't get around to, because I think we were supposed to review it like last Tuesday, but I was just like too wrecked to do it. So I was like, well, we'll save it for Sunday. I haven't seen it in a long time. This is probably about the fourth time I've seen it and uh, it's good. I forgot how good it is. Um, It's not an action movie. In some ways, it's kind of slow if you're expecting an action movie. It's called Gattaca. But it's very interesting about a society that is where most of the people are genetically engineered now and uh, how it affects society. And they got this guy who basically by dumb luck because his parents didn't want to do it, he wasn't genetically engineered. But his younger brother was, the one that came out after him, and he was able to do all kinds of stuff just on the basis of his DNA. And um, he's relegated to being a janitor. He wants to be an astronaut, though. But they made him a janitor. and Because they treat you... If you're not genetically engineered, they treat you as as like you're, you're handicapped, basically. Yeah, even though yeah. technically they do actually make the yeah. thing to say in the movie that technically <coughs> it's not legal yeah. uh, to do that, to discriminate, but <coughs> they do it anyway. Yeah. Like, everybody does it anyway. Yeah, and they, they, use, they use technicalities. They're like, well, we can't insure these people. So we can't bring them in the job because they can't be insured against, you know, health insurance the same way and liability and accident insurance. So... They're too much of a risk for uh, real desirable jobs. And, you know, it's funny because, like, uh, if, if you show up for a job and you're dependent on your, your, uh, your resume to get the job, you're going you're, you're gonna to lose. Because the guys who actually get the job just take a single blood sample out of their, and they go, okay, like, yeah, you got Yeah, it. you're good. You're good. Because <laughs> they know you've already got, like, the best genes possible for intelligence and... You know, the way you look and your health. So you're physically, genetically superior to a person who isn't engineered. So they're going to get all the first picks of the jobs. And uh, it's a real kind of quiet, classy environment because all the riffraff's been fucking weeded out. It's mostly <laughs> just the superior people. and uh, But it's sterile. And this guy's trying to become an astronaut. And he figures out a way where he can fake his blood and his urinalysis and that stuff to get in there and that's really where the movie kind of starts and there's a bunch of lessons in the movie you know philosophical lessons about your limitations it's good though real good well yeah i kind of feel like the whole theme of the movie uh, uh, the cool thing about the movie i feel like a lot of people this came out in 1997 and i think i saw it in the theater i'm pretty sure i saw it in the theater and i was like wow that was really good and i saw it a couple times subsequently it didn't do very well at the box office. It cost like $36 million to make. I don't even think it made half its budget back. I think it came in like fifth place like in the in its first week. People just really didn't resonate with it, I guess. Um, in the 90s, sci-fi was maybe a lot more flashy or a lot more... This was a lot more... This is kind of like more like a noir film yeah. in a science fiction context. Yeah, the, 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 It's structured like a noir film, and there's like a murder mystery aspect to it also. Yeah. And it's a detective. Uh, yeah, the, the, the motif, the stylistic motif is kind of like late 50s, early 60s. Yeah, it's like retro-futurism. Yeah, it's futuristic, but everything looks like the cars look like something out of the 50s or the 60s. Yeah, they're based on like old 60s cars. Yeah. Which I thought was cool. I like yeah. the whole look of it. They're all classy and shit. Leather interiors. But they're electric. 
or something. I guess they're electric. Um, and then, you know, they have real high technology, but you don't really notice it because everything is kind of just like very decorative. And, and the technology is very minimal, very, very small and minimalized. They have laptops. not la Yeah, laptops, don't they? Or are they PCs? Yeah, sort of. They're like PCs. Yeah. yeah. They don't seem to have any mobile devices. No. They don't. But they don't really need, it, need them, I guess. They hadn't thought about it for the movie. But in the story, they're not, they're not really needed. Um, but it's got a real good cast. The acting's very good. I know why this didn't make any money. I mean, it's a well-made movie, well-crafted. It's uh, it's well thought out. It's a beautiful looking movie. Yeah. A beautiful sounding movie. The yeah. score is great. Michael Nyman did the score actually, yeah. but yeah, the score is really good. But it's just the the look of it is just like really gorgeous. Yeah, I think part of the reason why people. It didn't. It didn't really catch on. It's not an action movie. It's one no. of the reasons why. It's a character piece, like right. more like a noir movie. Like. Yeah. If you like Blade Runner, you'd like this. Yeah. Slasher Fred just mentioned yeah. Blade Runner. Yeah. Like, because it also has a noir feeling with Decker narrating. Yeah. Yeah. This also yeah. has narration, and it's very. I was watching another review of it, and they said that this movie is very earnest. Like, yeah. it takes itself very... So, like a noir movie would, it's not, like, winking at the audience, it's not funny, it's not, like, some of the, um... I don't know, it just seems like a movie that would have come out, like, in the 40s or 50s, and that was very deliberate, like, that tone yeah. of it, um, but in a more, like, modern, sterile setting. And I think that really worked for me, like, yeah. I really, really like that, but I can see how maybe some people, like, thought it was weird or off-putting yeah. or something like that because like i said it's not real it's not like a high action movie it's yeah. more like a it's actually kind of more like an allegorical movie well there's a bunch of lessons about materialism and right. being superficial partly but i think another reason why it maybe alienated uh the might, might have alienated um audiences is because the main character is just a normal guy and he's surrounded by authority figures who are superior they're not faking that they're superior they are superior they're genetically they're superior. genetically engineered they're better yeah. than you are they're, they're stronger they're faster they're smarter they're better looking they live longer they're a lot more healthy than you they can smoke and drink to their heart's desire and they'll never get sick uh they're they're better than than, than a normal human so I think that kind of turns a lot of people off. You know, I mean, the idea of genetic engineering and, and supremacy, it bothers people. But that's the point of this movie. Okay, without that, this movie doesn't work. This guy's able to kind of, through basically willpower, he's able to compete against these people. Because he wanted it. Because he wanted it, yeah. The thing about it, I, what's cool, what's the cool message about this movie is that despite all of these people being, like you said, they are objectively genetically superior yeah. to uh you know Ethan Hawke's character whose name yeah. is Vincent but there's limits to that and it but, gets into that and the movie gets into that because yeah. those people in a lot of ways and you can kind of make a um a parallel too with like people who are born very wealthy or something like yeah. that they just have everything handed to them they don't really have to work hard for anything it's easy they, for them it's easy for them and yeah. they so they don't really have the passion and the drive to like overcome adversity the way that someone like Vincent would have to, who is, you know, uh, genetically inferior. He was yeah. just natural born in a world where most people are genetically engineered. So he had to struggle and strive and work harder for everything that he wanted. 
Um, you know, and the genetically superior people never had to do that. Right. They don't take rejection as well. Yeah. Like, like okay, one of the characters is a. He was just born to be. It's played by Jude Law. He's fucking. I love Jude Law. Super handsome, super intelligent, super witty, and he's this the best fucking swimmer you could fucking imagine, right? But he competes and he gets a silver. He came in second. Came in second, not first. Because guess what? Everybody is a superior swimmer. Yeah. They can't control <laughs> luck. Yeah. Okay. So he attempts suicide, but he fails, and it puts him in a damn wheelchair. Yeah, he it fucks his legs up. Yeah, and a bunch of shit. Ha- so even though you could be genetically, objectively superior, it's not really going to help you that much because you can't control luck. And if you're genetically superior, so are all your peers. So there's no advantage. You yeah. don't have an advantage over them. Yeah, because everybody everybody's is the like best. that. Right. So it's like you're just you're just like you're, vaulting yourself into just like another competition. Right. So what ends up happening is you end up becoming, even though you're genetically superior, amongst your peers, you're just mundane. Yeah, because everybody's awesome. Yeah, because yeah, everybody's awesome. So that problem comes in. They talk about that. Um, and in a way that Jude Law in the air in, in the wheelchair helps. He's given up his blood samples and his skin samples to help uh, uh, Victor Vincent. Vincent, excuse me, Vincent uh, to have a fraudulent identification to pass as him. To pass as him. So they switch IDs. And he's kind of living vicariously through him because he's actually seeing somebody who is actually struggling but winning. Yeah, and he's becoming more than what he really is. The Jude Law character will never be more than what he is because he is what he is and he's already maxed out. Yeah. But so are all of his friends. Yeah. So he's just another one. There's no dream, no dreams to that, only reality. So it's 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 a good flick. It's a real good flick. And it's one where you, you can't just watch it. You have to kind of learn from it. It teaches a bunch of lessons. In it. I was like, I was reading like a review of this and there was like a lot of comments of people that were actually, um, you know, commenting some really insightful things like about this movie. And one of the things that they pointed out that I don't think that I ever thought of when I was watching this movie was that Jude Law's character, his name is Jerome, um, you know, would he even, you know, had he just been born in the natural way like nowadays and it's like, would he even have wanted to be an Olympic swimmer. The implication is that his parents had him genetically engineered to, to be, be an, one, uh, to be, one, yeah, to be yeah. like an athlete, to be an Olympic yeah. swimmer. Would that have been what he have, would have Probably chosen? Not. Probably not. You know, so Just to, like the piano player that had the fucking 12 the fingers. The 12 fingers. He was made for that. For me, That's that. all he could do. And it's it like, did he really want to do yeah, that? That's choice. just kind of, it wasn't his choice. Yeah. And that's kind of like what they're getting at too. Like they don't, hit you over the head with that. But yeah. I was like, oh yeah, like Jude Law might not have like chosen to be his woman. Yeah. Like he might not have wanted to do that. But see, the point of it was that Vincent's character, he was just born regular, but he, what, ever since he was a kid, he wanted to go into space. Yeah. He wanted to be an astronaut and he wanted that more than anything. And that actually made him work harder and like do all this other stuff and like made him... In a way, like, because he had to work around his limitations that yeah. other people didn't have. Like, other people had things given to them really, really easily. You know, they could just go in, give a drop of blood. They're like, okay, yeah. you can be an astronaut. He had to, like, find all these devious ways to, like, work around 
the rules of society so that he could get in there. And once he got in there, he was actually good enough to compete with them. But see, he would have never been given a chance because of his inferior genetics. So he had to like really... Yeah, fake an identity to get in there. And I forgot he was a normal guy, but he actually had inferior genetics. He had a genetic heart failure, uh, genetic heart defect. Yeah. So that was the point of that. What like because they said when he was born that he had a ninety. It was ninety nine percent that he would die like before thirty or something like that. But see, ninety nine percent isn't a hundred percent. So there's a chance that he still, I mean, obviously he was still alive, like he was older than 30. So, but, so I think that was kind of another underlying message of the movie too, is that nothing is certain, is that really nothing is certain, yeah. even if the people are genetically engineered because shit, even yeah. the doctor at the end yeah. that knew that he was faking the identity yeah. and was just kind of like, I go ahead anyway, because yeah. my son, yeah. I think that his son wasn't not the doctor's son wasn't natural born. He was genetically engineered, but he didn't turn out, yeah, turn out right the way that they thought. Yeah, yeah. And Uma Thurman's character, yeah. um, Irene, she is genetically superior, but she also has a heart condition. So it's yeah. not a perfect science. You're right. So that's kind of another thing that they're saying. It's like, even these people that are genetically engineered, there's still like an element of like you said luck in there. Yeah, well they can't control fate because they bad luck. You, they have bad luck. Yeah, and then they they don't really seem to, to have any control over their fate. Like they didn't choose what they were built for. Right. So what they're implying is is that they're not free. Yeah. That, that they're not really free. That they were purpose built. So there's no choice in any of this. You know what I mean? You're purpose built to be a fucking piano player. Yeah. They're purpose built to be a fucking swimmer. And when he came in second, because everybody else was just like him that he was competing against, he tried to kill himself. He because he realized he it. was not free right. in a way. You know what I mean? It was everything is stacked against you because everything is equal. And equality is not about being supremacy. You know? yeah. It's about luck. And you can't control luck. Yeah. If everybody's exactly the same. So yeah, that's what I mean. So, it's so false supremacy, right? When it comes down to it, yeah. Um, you know, Vincent's character, who did not have any of the advantages that they had, was able to work his way in there and go into space and be an astronaut and realize his dream just on the fa- just on the bare uh, you know thing of him wanting it so bad that he was just willing. And obviously like he had to get in there and he had to be smart enough to do all the work and he had to do all of that. Like otherwise they would have caught him. He was, yeah, he was also, as I was going to say, he was also able to fool them uh, for a long time about who he was. And he was able to evade detection during a murder investigation. Yeah. And he was a suspect. Yeah. But he got eliminated later on. But, because imagine the work, yeah. I mean, the work that he had to go through just to get into Gattaca, like I said, and obviously um, everybody that's genetically engineered, um, you know, obviously things are going to happen to them. Like they'll get in accidents or they'll, you know, try suicide like Jude Law's character did. And he became like, um, you know, he w- was in a wheelchair like because he lost the use of his legs. So you know that that has to happen often enough because there is a black market. Yeah. In what they call, you know, a borrowed ladder. That's like yeah. when you go and 
use somebody else's DNA. <laughs> yeah DNA, like their yeah. urine and their blood yeah. and their skin flakes and stuff like that so yeah. you can pass as somebody else yeah. so there's obviously a black market in it that they're like looking out for so it has yeah. to be like fairly common or uma thurman plays this genetically engineered chick that he works with and all the girls in the in the space program and it looks just like a regular office they're wearing suits and stuff and on desks and um, they're doing all this damn advanced fucking physics and mathematics and uh, all the girls are infatuated with him you know they they think he's genetically superior because he's coming up real high on the tests you know and he's he's way he carries himself they buy it well they're raid in his workspace with little vacuum cleaners trying to vacuum up and find it hair and skin drop skin cells and just anything so they could have him analyzed they wanted to see how good his dna what really was and that was something that they did evidently in this in this world in this universe as part of their dating culture yeah they wouldn't date you until they actually got a dna sample from you but it was kind of you couldn't ask it was like considered to be rude so they would try to steal DNA from him. Like take a hair out of your comb. Yeah. Or, or one girl, they show like one girl going into, uh, you know, the place where you do it. So it looked like a one hour photo type of yeah. situation where you just go in there and I guess the guy had kissed her. Yeah. And so they took the DNA, his DNA like off her lips. Yeah. And then like, you know, right. she'd run him through right. the thing and see what was going it's on. It's kind of like it. running a motherfucker's credit before you want to oh, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's see, let's see his credit score first. Or, you yeah. know, Googling him. Yeah, they're going to Google. Yeah, well, all, but although I would advise doing that because you got to find out like, you know, you know, yeah. you don't want them to be like a sexual predator or something <laughs> yeah. like that. You know what I mean? But that's what they're doing, see? And uh, he knows all the girls are after him. So he's got to clean up all of his debris that's fallen off his body and he's got to replace it. With, with Jude Law's, with Jude Law's debris. stuff. <laughs> so they have... They, Fingernails and eyelashes so yeah, and so, stuff. So he is like really going all in yeah, on this so shit. They're getting samples and they're coming back and they're coming back with Jude Law. What's his name? What was that character's name? Jerome. Jerome, that's right. Coming back with Jerome's DNA results and everything and his shit's off the charts. Okay, so that they're... So um, the Uma Thurman's character, I forgot what her name was supposed to Irene. be. Irene. Irene, that's right. Uh, Irene is fucking head over and heels for him. She's doing everything she can to, to get her hooks into him. And she's got a badass pad out on the beach and everything, you know. And, <laughs> and, uh, it's just, I don't want to spoil it. I mean, it's an old movie, but she she eventually finds out that he's not who that he's, he's not genetically he's, engineered. Right. That he's actually fucked up. That he's got a heart <laughs> It's fucked up just like yeah. the rest of us. <laughs> and her mind is blown. That she can't believe that... She can't believe that, you know, he was able to pull this off. Because in, in this world that they... That would be the equivalent of you being, like, in on Wall Street and then you find out that the guy you're, you're, you're trying to date was hiding the fact that he had Down syndrome. That's basically... That's what, at what level it was. Yeah, yeah, because they just assumed yeah. that, I mean, if you were an invalid, if yeah. you were naturally born, like yeah. Ethan Hawke's character was, then basically they were just like, well, you got to be a janitor. You yeah, just got to clean toilets. You're, you're yeah, not... you're, you're, if, you're, if you're not genetically engineered, you're literally like a Down syndrome person. You're mentally handicapped. Yeah, that's how they, that's yep. how they treat people. Yeah, like the difference between a human and a chimpanzee or something like that, like another species. 
Yeah, it's like it's like a caste system. Yeah. is basically what yeah. it is. So, she can't believe it, but she learns a lesson about love. I guess that's the uh, uh, that. It, it, uh, it you just I, I don't want to ruin all of it. Well, I mean, she gets mad when she finds yeah. out, um, you know, that he's not who he says he is when she meets the real Jerome. Yeah. Because you know, during the course of the murder investigation. Yeah. But she's mad, but then you know he's like, well, I'm the same person, yeah. you know, that I have been this whole entire time, you know, and you like me then, so. Yeah. And, you know, he has a heart condition, she has a heart condition, so it's like she kind of, like, relates to him on that level as well. So I like that in the end, she just, um, you know, he actually, like, gives her, because it was a whole thing where, um, you know, she stole one of his hairs, even though it was Jude Law's hair, and, she, like, yeah. she didn't know that, to, uh, like, from his desk, and, like, had him genetically think. She, like, she admitted it later. She's like, yeah, I did your, your DNA thing. Um, and she's like, here, you can do mine. And she pulled her hair out yeah. and he was like, oops, nope. And he, Cause he was yeah. just like, nah, I don't care about that. I just like you as a person. So I like that at the end, like she did the same thing. He was like, look, this is who I really am. And gave her a piece of hair. And she was just like, oops, you know, and she just kind of let it go. She, Cause she was like, you know, I just liked you the way you were. And yeah, uh, you know, I don't, I don't have to like know all of that because that's the thing that they're kind of like addressing in the movie is yeah, you can have all these genetic advantages, you can have all this kind of stuff, like, you can have all this great potential, but that doesn't necessarily mean that your potential is going to be realized, and that doesn't mean that somebody that doesn't have all of those, you know, all of those advantages can't, like, kick ass also, because, like I said, you know, this is really kind of, like, um, an inspirational story in a lot of ways, because he just he just wanted it so badly that he achieved it, you know, even yeah. though he had to do, like I said, not only did he, ha he had to scrub himself like with wire brushes and stuff, like to get all skin flakes and all this other kind of like hair and shit like that off him as much as possible. Then he had to take little vials of like Jude Law's matter, yeah. like with skin flakes and hair yeah. and stuff and like put that on his desk in case they vacuum shit up and like looking yeah. for it. And they were. And yeah, yeah, and well, that's and well, especially after because after this, murder, the stakes yeah. got higher because yeah. somebody in the company like got murdered, yeah. and then they found like a stray eyelash that belonged to Jerome. The, well, no, that no, belonged no. to Vincent. Vincent, that's right. Yeah, like his other, like yeah. his real identity. And they were going. There was an in, there was an invalid in here. Yeah, so it's like, oh, that yeah. that's clearly the person that was the murderer. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, it couldn't be. There hasn't, you know, that guy's been out of the company for a long time because they had the ID. Because he used to work there. He was a janitor. He was a janitor there. And they go, yeah, he hasn't worked in here in a long time. It's got to be something just blowing around. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the thing. It's yeah. just kind of like... And, oh, I forgot to mention, too, that um, Jerome, the real Jerome, was actually, what, two inches taller yeah. than Vincent? So he actually had to have his legs broken, and he had to, like, stretch out so he'd be yeah. the same... Height, so height. he could pass as that guy. Yeah. But I really... My favorite part about this movie, other than, like, the <laughs> look of it... And just kind of like the the issues that it raises. And like I said, it's almost kind of like an inspirational kind of movie too. But I really like the relationship between Ethan Hawke's character and Jude Law's character. Yeah. Because, I mean, he just basically gets in with Jerome because, like I said, there's a black market. And he's like, well, this guy kind of, they kind of look alike. You know, they're kind of the same. And he, he could pass as him, you know what I mean? So, um, so at first, Jerome is just kind of like doing this as a business. I mean, he's a very cynical, 
um, guy. I mean, he's depressed. It's He was superior. Like I said, he came in second, and it's like he couldn't take it because the weight of expectation was just, like, too much for him. So he's basically just, like, sitting around in his apartment in his wheelchair just, like, smoking all the time. Smoking and drinking, getting smoking hookers. Smoking and drinking and getting hookers and shit yeah. like that because he's just, like, given up on life pretty much because he didn't live up to his potential. Mm-hmm. But as the story goes on, they actually develop, like, a really interesting friendship. And it gets to the point where Jerome, he, he almost, like starts to like you said live vicariously through vincent because he's like well i can't do anything anymore but you're going to space and you're doing it and so he almost gets like enthusiastic about that like it's giving him another reason to to live to live like because he's like i can help you achieve your dream you know i i'm my dream is over i can't do anything anymore but he almost kind of like finds a a temporary like new lease on life like helping him yeah you know do what he wants to do and i thought that was like really cool i really liked the relationship because the the acting with them was like really really good yeah it didn't last long though because uh what ends up happening is that the dude was just designed to be the best and he just couldn't be in that wheelchair any longer yeah. So he just told him, he says, uh, he says, because he says, you're going to go off to Titan. And uh, when you come back, I'm going to, and he's showing him all this big freezer filled with fucking urine and blood <laughs> yeah. and bottles. And he goes, he goes, these are all my samples here. Uh, enough for you to last a lifetime. So I'll be with you forever. And he goes, where are you going? And he goes, oh, I'm going traveling. And he's like, oh, okay. And I can, boy went off to fly to Titan. And Jude Law climbed into the damn garbage incinerator and set himself on fire, killed himself. Yeah. Well, he was. You knew he yeah. was going to do that the whole time because right. he just talked about he was finishing the job. Because, like you said, yeah. his his life was over. I liked too, like that he gave Vincent a piece of his hair, like because he was like, "I wrote you a letter, like don't open it till you're in space, like until you yeah. actually did it." And there was like his hair in there, so it's almost like a little piece of him. Got to go. Got to go to Titan. Right. Yeah. So I thought that was, like, kind of cool. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I like that ending. And I also, like, we haven't even talked about the whole relationship between Vincent and his brother, Anton. Yeah, yeah. Because Vincent was born first, and his parents were just like, eh, fuck it, we're not going to get genetically. Because people still do that. Yeah, they were, they were I don't even think it was religion. Uh, I just... Said, no, remember? He says, don't you want God to have a say in any of this? Remember that? About selecting what, the, what, what DNA that the kid would have. Should we, shouldn't we leave that up to God? Oh, yeah, said. maybe. Yeah. I thought they were just kind of no, like, ah, eh, fuck it. <laughs> but, then, but then a couple years later, they changed their mind. They had another kid. And they had and they're that like, brother, they're they like, had him cranked up. Let's design we're gonna this have one us a the better way we did Because he was having problems, remember? He was having heart problems. Yeah, he, he couldn't, he, he couldn't see that. Well, you know, his, his vision well. was bad. So his dad was disappointed in him. Yeah. Didn't even give him his name. Yeah, he was gonna name him after himself. Yeah. That was like so, that was really heartbreaking. Yeah, like yeah. that he's like when he was the baby was born and they and they told him like what the genetic predispositions right. were and he's like um you know oh we're gonna name him Anton or Antonio I think the yeah, dad's he name goes, was no 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 yeah. we'll name him Vincent yeah but then the second kid that was genetically engineered he named that one Anton yeah, right. so he named him after him yeah because he figured that one would live longer and that would be his son yeah and I was so like man was a... that's fucked up dad. <laughs> It's kind of a practical decision in a certain way. He thought that they told him that 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 kid wouldn't live very long. Right. Little did little did they know though. Yeah. Their statistics didn't work out all the time. 
Yeah, because like I said... You can control destiny or fate is right, part of the thing. That's the thing, and that's kind of the thing that it, this sort of alludes to, this movie, yeah. is that, you know, with all the science in the world and all the designer genetics and everything like that, you're never going to be, like, 100%. Yeah. Because there's you, just too many variables. Yeah, you're not... You can't dictate to, 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 to the world and nature the, how things will occur. Yeah. It just... It doesn't work. That's, That's what, what I mean. It's predictions like, almost never come true. No. So go back and look at scientific pre- predictions from 50 years ago or 100 years ago. They're ridiculously wrong. You can go back 30 years and the shit that they thought would be, oh, what will be around 30 years from now will be, you know, flying cars. No, it doesn't happen. You can't predict it. Yeah. And that's just the same thing with this, which is why this kind of like designer engineer. I'm not saying that people aren't going to start doing gene editing and stuff like that because I think they're. I think they're already doing it. That's what I mean. I think they're already kind of doing it. Yeah. But it's never going to be an exact science because, like I said, there's just too many variables, and you can't control the outside world. You know, you could make the most superior genetic specimen in the world, and they could walk out the street one day, and a piano could fall on them and crush them to death. You know what I mean? So it's like you can't really. They say they say China's doing it. But it's expensive, and evidently rich couples can go to China and have a designer baby made. But it's, it's, I think it's clandestine. I don't think it's... Yeah. I'm not sure it's legal. Because, I mean, it but. is kind of like a... And the thing about it, the thing about this movie in particular, is that they don't they don't necessarily villainize the parents for wanting that. Because the thing about it is, like, if you're going to have a kid, it's not crazy to think, oh, well, I want my kid to have every possible advantage in life. I don't want them to get sick. I don't want them to suffer. I don't want... So that's not a bad thing, necessarily. But, so, it's, it's like, understandable that people would want to do that. Yeah. But then it's just kind of like, you know, exploring the ramifications of yeah. that, like, over the long term. Yeah. And it seems to have happened with all races. There are white people, Hispanic people, and black people in this movie that are genetically engineered. Yeah, they just genetically yeah. engineer everybody. So they just anybody of the newer generations just genetically engineered. I mean, they and don't. They're all real intelligent and chilled out, and it's like you're talking to a doctor, you know, or, or some kind of professional. Well, I yeah. think that 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 was kind yeah. of meant to show that they yeah. were essentially soulless, because, yeah. like I said, they didn't really have to. They didn't have to struggle like Vincent yeah. had to struggle. They didn't have any passion. They didn't have. You know, they didn't want, they were just like made to do a specific yeah. thing and they were just shit hot at it and really yeah. good at it. They didn't have to try hard. You right. know, they could just do it. Yeah, it so, came naturally to them. Right. right. So they didn't really have, they couldn't, didn't, didn't develop any kind of like personality quirks or anything like that. So everyone was just kind of samey. I think that's kind of what they were. They were, well, I would, I would, I would describe them as they were slick. They were very slick and elegant. Yeah. All right. Classy. But Jenny's probably right. They were probably generic though, too. Yeah. Um, that was kind of the right. the impression that I got. Yeah. That it's like everyone was just so awesome right. that they didn't there have wasn't to like enough variation in the personalities right. of anything to They didn't really like, have to try to do anything, yeah. like I said, so they didn't really have to like overcome any kind of adversity. Not a lot of not a lot of unique character there, I guess. Right, right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So it's I think that's what they were I mean, this is a very I mean, this was a relatively low budget for a movie of this type. Yeah, it doesn't look low budget though. It doesn't look low budget. No. It's actually like really beautiful. The yeah. cinematography is really nice. Yeah. And like I said, I really like the retro futuristic feel, like a noir feel. It makes it feel very timeless in a way. But um, I place this movie high. I place. Yeah, this movie it's high. really good, it's really and good. I feel like it's really underappreciated. Yeah. It's a forgotten classic now. All star f- cast. I feel like if you like Blade Runner or yeah. if you like something like Moon, yeah, um, this kind of reminds me of 
the same kind of thing as Moon, maybe. It's not exactly the same, but it's the same kind of vibe, I guess. A great performance by Ernest motherfucking Borgnine. Yeah, Ernest Borgnine is in is this. In it's not movie. a huge role, but yeah. No, but he's good. He does. He does. He's he good. shows up and he goes, you know, <laughs> you want to go to space? Start by cleaning this space right over here. <laughs> like, he was one of the janitors. He was, yeah. he was an he old was like guy. He was like the manager of the janitors. Yeah, he was an old guy before genetic engineering, and they gave him the job of just running the janitors, the non-engineered janitors, and, you know. He was just resigned to his fate. Yeah, you'll <laughs> keep dreaming. You're, you're not going to space. Yeah, it's like fuck that. It's yeah. like we're not. That's not yeah. for us. That's not know? for us, boys. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, this actually has a great cast. Yeah, um, yeah. Alan Arkin is in it. He plays like one of the detectives when you know when the murder investigation happens. Gore Vidal is in this. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's just a really really good. Yeah, and Danny DeVito produced this. He produced a lot of movies yeah. in the '90s, which but yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, his little short ass. Maybe maybe that's maybe that's why this movie appealed to him, overcoming physical limitations. <laughs> well, he did that like a motherfucker, didn't yeah, he? <laughs> yeah. yeah, they say he's like one of the nicest guys in Hollywood, just a I, total, total normal guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, like I said, I think this kind of like the the message of this movie kind of like resonates with a lot of people because. You know, it just shows that... I mean, I was watching this video before where a guy was saying that he saw this when he was younger. And he said, you know, I was kind of like a chubby kid and I had these big Coke bottle glasses and all this stuff. He's like, so when I saw this movie, it was like really inspirational because I thought, hey, that guy was kind of fucked up and he... But he, like, got over it. Like, he yeah. he went through and he, like, you know, fixed all his problems. and cause he, out, got he just strong, wanted yeah, something yeah. so badly. Yeah, yeah. Like, he had a goal in mind. Yeah. And he said, I'm going to fucking do yeah. that. And he's like, and that was, like, really aspirational. Yeah, it him. wasn't free. He just didn't cheat and therefore he got there. No, he fucking read all these books, huge amounts of fucking books about physics and science. Uh, fucking went through a bunch of physical training to pass all the damn astronaut shit that he had to do. Remember that? He was doing pull-ups and mm-hmm. fucking gymnastics and stuff. And he was doing it with no money, basically. Yeah, and I no mean, money. he had to put the work in. He didn't have yeah. all the advantages right. that the genetically engineered people right. had. Yeah, they didn't even really have to work at it. Right, so he was... had to work like way harder than yeah. them like to get to the same place. Yeah. So, like I said, it's almost kind of like a class struggle type of thing too yeah. like you know people that are born really wealthy and have everything handed to them as opposed to somebody born really poor without any advantages it's and the same try to come up right it's like the same kind of thing yeah zach said this movie does remind me a lot of how picky people my age are when it comes to dating and how frustrating it is mm-hmm. yeah i mean this is a little nightmarish but you could like see this happening though well what's funny is that it is a utopia but for the per- for a person of uh Who's not genetically engineered? It's a dystopia, right? But for the, it's intended to be. A utopia it's not always for, the way. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's a utopia for the genetically engineered. Everybody yeah. else, they're yeah, they're not, having a great time. The, yeah, the the, the non-engineered <laughs> are being phased out, and they're just like you're the janitor now, you know. And they're just waiting for you to die off. What they're happens when all they die, die off? Then who's going to be the janitors? It's probably robots. Robots. Probably robots. That's what I was just going to say. I think it was busy work. More than anything else. They're yeah, just, they were just kind of like just... They were just keeping their eye on them and, and watching them leave. Watching them slowly die off is what they were doing. Yeah, I guess so. They just wanted to know where they were. <laughs> yeah, that's what make, they would make do. Make sure they're not getting up to any mischief. Well, yeah, would you let them just run around? Right. <laughs> you, they, no. If you yeah, just, you have to give them you, like something to do. You'd have to have them, give them something to do, and you'd have to be accountability. You'd have to know where they where they are because they would run amok in a, in a society like the Gattaca Society. So you'd have to keep them busy. 
And that's what they were doing. Yeah. yeah. Initially, um, Hugo said uh, The Island from 2005 also come to mind. Yeah, that's kind of similar uh, as well. This one, um, actually, this was a uh, guy named Andrew Nichol uh, wrote and directed this, and this was his directorial debut. He actually got the chance to do this because he wrote, co- or he wrote um, The Truman Show like a year or two before this, which is a great movie, another great movie, by the way, uh, if we, because I don't think we've covered that one. But um, it's kind of a shame that this movie really didn't do very well at the box office, but I feel like it's one of those ones that was kind of like ahead of its time. I think it was. And so uh, now it's become like a cult classic, and it's almost kind of one of those ones that really kind of like seeped into the cultural zeitgeist, like almost without anybody noticing. You know what I mean? Something about the movie is kind of relaxing and kind of inspirational. I mean, it's inspirational. It's, it, it 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 has kind of a bittersweet ending where there's triumph for one character and kind of tragedy for the other simultaneously. Yeah. Which, um, but at the end, you end up end up. It ends up being kind of like a feel good movie. Yeah, I mean, I found it that, I found it that. And I really, like I said, I think we just started talking about, like, the relationship with him and his brother. One of the best lines in the movie, and actually Ethan Hawke has said uh, in interviews that this is one of the favorite, his favorite movies that he did. And he was like, he, it was a shame that it didn't do better, but that, like, you know, it's a cult classic now, so that's good. But it was one of the favorite movies that he had ever worked on. And he actually worked with Andrew Nichol a lot, like, uh, subsequently in a lot of his other movies later on. Yeah, I want to, I want to actually own this one. Yeah, I, I would like to get this like on Steelbook. Yeah, that I, I would. Yeah. yeah, is there a Steelbook of this? There's got to be. Gotta there's got to be at this point. Yeah. But one of the best lines in the movie is that um, there's kind of a thing where him and his younger brother Anton they would do like a swimming race, like you know, like or it's more like a game of chicken, I guess. Really, yeah. like who was going to chicken out first? And for a long time, like when they were kids. Um, you know, Vincent would always lose because he was genetically inferior and Anton would always win. But then there was one day when they were teenagers when Anton uh, lost, like he didn't get for and then he started to drown and then it ended up that Vincent saved him. And so it was kind of this thing. And then like now that they're adults and they like reconnect as adults and then they do the same thing again and Anton loses again. And so he says to Vincent, he's like, well, how did you do all this? He's not talking about how did you beat me swimming? Yeah. How did you get into Gattaca, which is like yeah. this big, uh, you know, top kind of thing. How did you get in there and how did you actually get to a point where you can, you're going into space? And he says something like Vincent says, uh, you know how I did it? He's like, I never saved anything for the swim back. Yeah. That's what he said. Just balls to the wall. <laughs> Do or die. And it's like, yeah. And that's it's like, he just didn't worry about it. He's like, that's, I, I, he had his eyes on the prize and he had a yeah. goal and he just like worked as yeah. hard as possible just to get to it. He didn't worry about like. Yeah. Gattaca is a space company. I guess, I guess it's kind of like SpaceX. Mm-hmm. Um, they were launching, they were launching rockets every few hours going yeah. to other planets and other worlds. Yeah. But they were all in the solar system. I, 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 believe, I believe they were all in the solar system. Yeah, I think they were basically just going to like moons around moons various and stuff, like yeah. planets and stuff. So, um, and uh, but another thing is, is G A T C is the fucking the four proteins that make the nucleobases. Uh, the, the, yeah, yeah, the nucleotide. Or the, 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 yeah, the the, uh, the of your DNA. Yeah. So that's that's kind of a tricky, kind of a cool. 
name. Yeah, for origi- the movie for the movie and where he was working. Originally, the movie yeah. was supposed to be called The Eighth Day. You know, cause, like yeah. the Seven Days of Creation or yeah. whatever. But then, like, they found out that there was like a foreign movie that was coming out the same time, and it was called The Eighth Day, so they had to change it. But Gattaca is a great name. I mean, I, yeah. I really, really like that. It means uh, basically DNA. Yeah, That's DNA. That's what it means. Yeah, and there's yeah. a lot of like symbolic because like even yeah. like in Jerome's apartment, like he has that spiral staircase that looks yeah. like a DNA yeah. thing. DNA and helix. Going yeah, up. it's pretty a lot cool. Of symbolism in it. Yeah, Zach says. Also, can we talk about the upside down sex scene? <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, that's right. It was like it was uh, Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke. It was like it, yeah. well, it was in her apartment, and I'm watching it. I'm like, well, is that a? Because it looked like her house was like this had a glass wall, right? And then it was like right on the then the ocean or like the beach was like right out there. I was like, yeah. is that a screen like showing something or is that a window or what is that? I like under, I couldn't figure it I out. I was under the impression that the walls were glass. And they were they were on yeah. the beach and that the walls to her bedroom were glass. Yeah. She was living in a glass house, literally. Oh yeah. Maybe that may have been what they were talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Living in a glass house. Man, they just put they put a yeah. lot of thought into this kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um that was my interpretation. I may be wrong. Yeah. But that's what I think. No, I think, I think you're right on the money there. Yeah. I think you're right on the money there. Yeah. But it was a beautiful house. It really was. You better yeah. be an, exhi- ex- an exhibitionist. Or not just give a shit. Or you live in a world where nobody really cares. Because everybody's... Because they were in there hitting it, man. And, <laughs> and they were, the whole ocean was seeing it. <laughs> the whole ocean. Yeah, the whole ocean. And All were, little dolphins and yeah. lobsters and stuff like popping up going, ooh. Yeah. And, and there, was like a, there was like fucking... California <laughs> Highway 101 right out front of the front door. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. So I guess, you know, the shit was so classy that you could just, you know, have sex in full view and that shit was stylish. Was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> have fun, people. <laughs> Wasn't any lewd fucking meat jerkers or anything, you know. None of those guys would appear. Nowadays, you'd be a bunch of bums out there fucking beating <laughs> Out in California, wine. Here, hold my wine. <laughs> Looking in your window. Looking in your window. <laughs> Watching Uma Thurma bounce up and down on top of Ethan Hawke. <laughs> yeah, with a little cute bob haircut. She brought the bob back. Well, like I said, they styled everyone in this movie yeah. very much like a noir film. Yeah. So she looked very much like a classic, like noir. Yeah. Like, she even had, I think that one scene where they go see the 12-fingered pianist, yeah. like, she had that, that blonde, that kind of crest yeah. hair kind of action going, which was, like, awesome. And I was like, yeah. I, I always wish I could get my hair to do that, but I don't, I'd have to have somebody else do that. Yeah. I don't really know how they do that. Uh, Zach said, also, the cinematographer on this movie worked with the great Polish director, uh, Krzysztof Kieslowski, a lot on his career, which is really cool. Yeah, one of the, I mean, this is just a gorgeous-looking movie. It does look a lot more expensive than $36 million, to be honest with you. But, uh, yeah, the upside down sex scene, that's like really funny. All right, so um, are we are we done yeah, talking that's, about that's it? Yeah, okay. I just recommend the flick, man. It's a good flick. You, you guys would like it. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people maybe don't talk about it. Or... A lot of life lessons in it. Yeah, it's just like a really well done. Like I said, it's more, it's allegorical. Yeah, you gotta more think than, about it. Yeah, yeah, like more than super realistic and there yeah. it, it doesn't give you like a timeline either i think like it just says in the not too distant future yeah it's just whenever you want next to sunday be. ad <laughs> yeah. for all you misties misties out there uh but yeah so everybody should watch it it's really really good 
especially if you like sci-fi, if you like Blade Runner or anything like that, like you'd probably dig it. So tomorrow is Monday. That means it's Haunting Mondays. Yeah, so we got to watch a haunting tonight. So we got to do a haunting. Um, like I said, you know, it's going to be later. We're probably not going to start till 7.30 because, you know, of work schedules and things like that. But I think we are going to do, because I was looking through all the uh, episodes today, and I was like, hey, there's a season one episode. It's episode four, and it's called Cursed, and I'm pretty sure we haven't done that one. So I think that we're going to do that one. Because I yeah. thought we'd done all the season one episodes, but I was looking at that, I was like, that does not look all that familiar. So, but that doesn't mean, like, it's not a memorable episode. It's just we saw so many. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So it'll be season one, episode four, Cursed, is the one we're going to do. And like I said, it'll be a later start. It'll probably be 7.30, like, before we, like, Eastern Standard Time, like, before we uh, get into it. But hopefully you guys can all join us for that so you know uh thanks for coming by and hanging out with us on this sunday evening and we'll see you guys again tomorrow good night